This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. This is Gail Ellis, Dean of Admissions at Suffolk Law School. This week, Professor Elbert Robertson provides an overview of the legal methods instruction he gives students in his first year towards class. Professor Robertson's publications include articles on antitrust law. He is also a member of numerous organizations, including the American Society for Political and Legal Philosophy and the Massachusetts State Advisory Committee of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission. Good afternoon. I am Elbert Robertson. I teach first-year torts here at Suffolk Law School, and I also teach antitrust law, a more advanced course, to second- and third-year students. I teach for my tort section, and the law school first-year class is divided up into basically four-day sections. But I teach for Section 1B, a parallel course in legal method and legal methodology that I integrate into the standard torts course. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Torts and tort law is the law basically of personal injury. That is both intentional and accidental injury to persons or damages to their property. So you probably know tort law basically as a personal injury law, personal injury lawyers that deal with accidents and toxic torts, but there are also other torts that are intentionally based, assault, battery, false imprisonment, trespass of various forms. As students learn the substantive parts of the basic course in torts as first years, they're also learning four other substantive subjects in their first year. They're learning criminal law, they're learning property, they're learning civil procedure, they're learning contracts along with torts at the same time, and will generally be learning constitutional law in the spring. In my torts course, which is, as I said before, the primary course I teach for first years, I try to work in the course a substantive understanding of this thing that I've just referred to as legal method and legal methodology. That is, I try to emphasize as we learn the law of the torts, the detailed type of analysis that lawyers have to really be very comfortable with when it comes with dealing with cases and case law. Now, in the first year of law school, in all of those subjects, uh, students learn primarily out of texts that are called case books. And case books are books in which appellate cases in those substantive areas of law, be they contracts, torts, etc., are sort of gathered together by authors. And it's by learning those cases, what happened in those cases, the rule of law that emerged from those cases, that the students actually learn those subjects, torts, criminal law, property contracts, etc. And the process of learning torts and reading torts cases, students have to uh, really assume and accumulate a broad base of detailed knowledge about torts over a range of different cases. And in most courses, they may have up to a couple hundred pages every few weeks in total that have to be read, in which there may be, you know, 20 or 30 different cases. So it's a large, large amount, very heavy volume of materials that's actually going to be covered. Knowing legal method and methodology helps you learn how to actually critically read cases, analyze cases, organize cases, and contextualize the context of place the meaning of key legal terms in the appropriate context so that you will understand what the rules are that come out of the cases. This is achieved through the process of case briefing, and all first-year law students and all of their substantive subjects will be expected to what we call, quote-unquote, 
brief the cases that are part of their reading assignments in every subject for every class. In the brief, when you actually read the case in the casebook, you're expected to call out the key operative facts of the case. You're expected to be able to identify the legal issue or the question that was settled or resolved in that particular case. You're expected to be able to quickly be able to identify the holding of the case, that is, what was decided by the court in that particular case. What did the court do in that case? And finally, you're expected to be able to argue about, from a critical perspective, the relative degree of force of that case and to develop one's own perspective of the meaning and usefulness of that case in terms of understanding the body of law you're learning at that time. The process of learning how to brief cases and the process of learning how to read in a lawyerly way in a critical, insightful, contextual, and organized manner will better enable students to be able to identify the relevant legal rules and also be able to understand sort of both the rules of the case, the facts of the case, and ultimately the application of that case to a new and novel type of situation. On the examinations that we give at the end of the term, we come up with situations or we construct situations, hypothetical situations, in which we expect students to, to show that they've been able to use this methodology we're talking about in a way to answer the questions in an organized and loyally fashion. So it all ends up working together, but it all spins basically around a good grasp of solid legal method and methodology. So along with teaching the substantive rules about torts, I'm also pressing the students on getting a very effective and forceful analytic methodology under their belt so that they're better able to organize their materials and prepare for the examinations. And that's a lot of fun. I think that the best preparation for law school in general is a good, broad-based education. Good ability to write, good ability to actually speak in a clear, responsive, organized, articulate fashion. But the ability to write and the ability really to read detailed materials with a good degree of insight and a degree of memory will, of course, all be very helpful to you in law school. But it doesn't really matter which particular academic background or major or concentration that the potentially successful law student comes from, per se, as much as whether or not those basic sort of analytic skills are going to be in place so that the student can then apply them to the materials that they're going to deal with that come out of the casebooks. Being able to write in a direct, precise, responsive way with good grammar, to be able to do active sort of writing where you are expressive but directly communicative will be clear because uh, will be very important because, of course, on an examination, you're going to want to do that so that you can convey to us your understanding of the material. But that is the ability to write in a clear and organized fashion is going to be one of the key features of legal learning and legal training. Legal writing, the kind of documents that lawyers do and have to prepare, sometimes have their own particular language to them, but you've always got to be able to explain the core of what you're doing both to clients 
into the court. So the clear ability to write is key. Most case books are organized around main theme subject areas of law. So for example, in the case book that I use, the early chapters deal with intentional torts and those have ancient roots in the old English common law and then we go quickly from that into the law of negligence which is where the majority I'd say 75 percent of the law of torts and the law in the casebook evolve and that is the law of accidents the issue about the duty of care the behavior of the reasonable person my point about legal method is really key if you've got good strong legal methodological skills it doesn't really matter that much in terms of how cases are organized you will be able to take whatever cases that you're given read them organize them and contextualize them yourself in a way that shows your mastery of the legal rules that emerge from those cases and then you will be able to set those legal rules off against each other for purposes of advocacy and for purposes of explanation that's really the goal of the first year in law school and maybe in a broader sense the deepest the deeper goals of legal education in general is to sort of empower lawyers in training with the skills and abilities to assume large volumes of legal material to master that material and to be able to use that material as effective advocates and counsels and advisors in their capacity as lawyers This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.